All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. All right, welcome to episode 494 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Uh, we've got 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hey. Got St. Louis Kiss Lonnie. What's up? And Marcus Almighty will be along in a moment. Um, Yeah, so there's a little bit of news this week. Tomorrow, I'm going to drop a quickie episode, which will be my review of the new Martin Popoff book, Kiss at 50, the coffee table book. So uh, check that out. I think it's 17 minutes, which is what I call quick. Uh, Who are? Um, Other news. 28th, October, Audio Dog. Blue vinyl, and I, I got to check this out. Oh, it's a video. Um, it's 300, 300 copies. Yeah, so 300 copies. First time ever on vi- vinyl, available in blue and white vinyl, uh, limited to 300 copies each. Includes a bonus 7-inch single, including two non-album tracks, which is 495, the instrumental, which is it's badass. It was one that dated back to Good Rats era, I think, and also an alternative cut of Liar. It's going to be available from lindsleyrecords.com. Check out the FAQ for the post. Uh, check out Bruce Kulik's social media for the video, uh, which will take you where you need to go. It's uh, competitively priced considering the low print. Um, here's Mark. Adam in. Hey, Mark. Just doing the news quickly. Um, so check it out. That was Bruce's first, like, I think... Uh, solo album mm-hmm. uh, yeah that was before transformer uh after the audio dog ep so it it really uh, is some pretty cool music uh ronnie parker space ace ron in the house opal archive thomas altop ap austin thank you for joining us live mark thank you for making it to the show um other news someone dropped a, a video for a kiss 50 box set that is not official clearly mm-hmm. From the quality of the video says it all and the mismatch of stuff so uh for anyone who is getting their hopes up that is not an official announcement and uh who knows what's going on um the only celebration i've seen for the uh kiss 50th so far is martin papa's kiss at 50 so uh, as i mentioned in that review tomorrow kiss celebrates uh, the 50th anniversary excuse me I could do that too. Core's life um, on the thirty first. So we'll have to wait and see if they they pull anything out of the hat. Um, other product? I don't think there's any other product news to cover. There's a lot of magazines and shit now coming out, articles with interviews with the band members and whatnot that are coming out. But you know what? Today is the final twenty five, twenty four, twenty three. You know, shows are dropping like flies. They've already made it through more shows than Aerosmith had managed this year on wow. his latest leg. Of, well, it's tough. It, yeah. you know, Stephen blew his voice out. And uh, how happy. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us as well. So, you know, it is not easy at that age. And Gene skipped the Cleveland uh, key to the city thing um, to rest, as Paul said uh, during that presentation. But you know what? We finally have someone who has attended in person. Who's that guy? What the hell were you getting up to? And how did you make it through work today, Lottie? So, 
Lonnie has now finally seen them. Uh, when was the last time you saw them? And um, who is that guy? He looks like a that man. is my brother Todd, who I reference on the show quite a bit. It's my best friend. Um, we're sitting there about that time. The banner had dropped, and we're, we're sitting there waiting. And you know, or put his arm around me, and he goes, "There's no one else I'd rather be here with." And cool. isn't that the truth? It, it was it was amazing, and and getting up for work was was a little rough this morning. He he had an eight a.m. Um, meeting that he was dreading all all evening. He's like, Lonnie, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> but um, I didn't have an eight o'clock meeting, so I came in to work a little late today. So <laughs> good for you. you know. There you go. That's right, a true right. rock and roll right, right there. You know, so um. But it, it was, be like, it I'm going to be like the news here. So that was right. your that was your end of the road. How do you feel? Well, Julian, the last time I did, you asked me the last time I saw him um, was September 1st, 2019. So it'd been a, it'd been hmm. it'd been a minute. I'd seen him those the third time I saw him on the end of the road tour. But it'd been a minute. And how do I feel is a great question. And I and something it was I had strange feelings all day yesterday, like. You know, like you, you know, for a long time, you know, you get up the day of a kiss show, I'm like, man, it's great. It's finally kiss day. You know, you're excited. Um, get to see him tonight. It was weird all day yesterday thinking that, and, and we've talked about it on the show multiple times that, you know, like, well, how many times do you think you might've saw them for the last time? You know, oh, this could be it. Oh, this could be it. But waking up yesterday and, and going through the motions of the day was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. This really is it this time. We're not going to come back in in 2027 and, and do a run. But, you know, it's it's just not going to happen. This this really does feel final today. Um, but how did I feel when the confetti was coming down during Rock and Roll Night? I looked up, you know, and I, and I thought, you know, I you know I I, I wondered how I was going to feel. Am, am I gonna am I gonna get a little misty eyed at the end? I don't know. But I looked up and I just thought, you know what? I'm gonna miss this. Is how I felt during rock and roll night with mm-hmm. Fetty coming down on us. It's like you know, I, I really am gonna miss this. There's, you know, I'll, I'll go to other concerts, but it, it, it will never be like this again. But I'm Lonnie, I, no, Mark, you go first. Oh, sorry, I'm just gonna say, but we've we've talked about this before. Now, how we said that, you know, yeah, this is gonna be the last tour. <laughs> But there might be chances, of course, of them doing other kind of shows. Does that give you sort of a different feeling, knowing that there could still be some other opportunity to see them, as opposed to if this was like it, like they were not play live again? You know, I the more I hear about things like that, and they've asked Paul about this Vegas residency at Sphere, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, you know, honestly, I don't see that happening. I I I tend to think more and more, and maybe I'm just a sucker who saw kiss last night on the end of the road tour. But I tend to think more and more that this really is it. You know, Julian mentioned, you know, Gene resting on, on the other day. I, I think they're just, I think they know it's time mm-hmm. that, you know, that I think that, that this does feel final. Um, mm-hmm. If there's other shows, if they, if let's just say next year, next fall, they decide, Oh, we're going to do a Vegas residency. Mm-hmm. Um, we lost Julian. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I'd, I. I don't know if I'd have the urge to go to that. Maybe. Maybe I would. Maybe. Maybe I'd feel differently. I mean, I have gone. I've seen him at a Vegas residency before. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know if I'd have 
the the urge to to go. It, it felt so final, um, like like closure almost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, because I mean, it's a, it's an important thing because I think that on one hand, all these things that you talked about just now, all these feelings and how you felt when the confetti came down. I mean, it almost seems like it would have maybe tarnish it a bit if they do come up and say hey uh you know next year we're going to be doing this uh you know come and check us out you know and and, and that's me who i you know i just went de- i mean we were you could see that we were we had, we had decent seats for about 15 rows back or something like that you yeah. know we, were, we had we had good seats you know we paid good money for them like i think the people that would pay a whole lot of money going into these new york shows i think they'd be the more people pissed off that you know that that they're paying for what they or what is being billed as the end. I think they'd be more pissed off than, yeah. than I would be, even though like, it's been decent. You know? How did that go? Because I just froze the fuck up. It was, it was good. <laughs> Don't worry, we kept it under control. Yeah, okay. so, you know, let's let's go back to the beginning of the show. Did you get to see Evans Band? We did. Um, so we got in there. We, we got, we. I stopped working about 2 o'clock yesterday. And we we went and met at his house. Like, let's drive downtown. You know, we met. We you know went to what's known as Ballpark Village in downtown St. Louis, down by the stadium, and sat there and had a few drinks and you know and some wings and things like that, just guy stuff before we went into the show. Still got in there early. Got through the merch line, which was insane. I mean, I I, these people just like lined up, like take my money was unbelievable. we waited. We waited in line a, a good amount of time at, at the merch booth, but we did get to our seats before Evans Band started and got to see all of Evans Band. Um, he looked at me and he goes, "My brother looks at me and he goes, well, there's the next Paul Stanley. He's got some pipes on him and he even kind of, kind of sounds like Paul. Kind of does some of the little stage moves with jumping around like Paul does." So he goes, "There's your Kiss 2.0, Paul Stanley, right there." And I know a lot of people have have made that that comparison as well but he his band was really good you have mark yeah his band was really good um they were tight they were good um you know they, they were fun so and, and i was and i've talked on the show before that was you know kind of skeptical but like oh brother it's kind of stupid but but they, they they were fun they were more fun than i thought they'd be so they justified their position as being on that stage. I mean, certainly they've been given so. the use of the the, uh, the video screen, which is more mm-hmm. than a lot of uh, opening acts will get. Um, you know, but how, how was the music? Did, did was it just a it's, was it just a background noise for you and your brother hanging, uh, or was it something that you actually were listening to, trying to get a feel for? Well, probably more of a background at the end of the day, really. I mean, you, you didn't know any of the songs, obviously. Um, it, it was fine. It was, you could tell, you could tell they were good. I mean, you, we've, we've seen opening, I mean, we've all seen opening acts at bands for, for concert form. Like, Oh boy, these guys suck. Like they're, they're just bad. Um, but they were good. I mean, they, they were, they were well rehearsed. They were tight. Um, was did anything stick with me or, or catchy? Not, not really. Um, but all the songs didn't sound exactly the same either. You know, they, they, they didn't necessarily have a ballad, but, but they had songs that, that were of different, different tempos, you know, and, and I've seen opening bands before, like, my God, like every, every song they just played sounded exactly the same. It's just awful. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm curious about one thing in particular with Evan. I know Metal Sludge fucked around with him this week with, with kind of a troll interview, which I I, mm. I I don't find that sort of stuff funny, but I guess I have a weird sense of humor. Um, how was his rapport with the audience? Was he trying to work them and justify being up on that stage? Or was there any casual arrogance? I mean, how? what was your perception of them as bringing it to the audience? Because a lot of opening bands are starting from dirt. And they really go out there with um, a mission that they are trying to win you over. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is kind of the golden child to a certain extent. He's Paul Stanley's son. Is anyone going to disrespect Paul Stanley's son? Um, I, I don't think that would be appropriate. You know, <laughs> he uh, he came out and the, I, I don't think there, 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 you know, there, there could have been a sense of, you know, that he wasn't necessarily trying to work the audience and win the audience over. He did thank Kiss at one point, you know, and it was, and he was in, and Gene and, and my dad, you know, but for the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so he did acknowledge the fact that, but yes, the dad Paul, card. Yeah, he mm-hmm. did play the dad card. Yes, I am Paul Stanley's son. Like, I'm not, he wasn't shying away from it, nor was, nor was he really, you know, like putting it in your, your face either. Like, Oh, look at me. I'm the next best thing. And like I said, I, I was critical of, of the move really when it was announced. So you can go back and listen. I, I wasn't a fan of it. So, but I, it, yeah. at the end of the day, it was fine. It, it, it was fine. It wasn't anything. Um, so, so, so they went up there and they were pretty much like, like you said, they were well rehearsed. It wasn't one of those things where they went up there like, uh, "Hi, hi, everybody. We we have a we have a song for you. Hang, on, I got to tune up. Do 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 do. Like they were like total amateur night up there. So that's good to know at least. I mean, I'm guessing that is you know Paul probably you know gave him some pretty good tips for you know being yeah. an opening act. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Paul's put that in his brain that you have to yeah. be, you know, that you need to be a professional at all times. Not only on this tour, but but at all times you need to be. Professional, act like you've been there before. Yeah. So 2019 was the painter, right? Yes. David Garibaldi, <laughs> painter or Evan? I'll take Evan over the painter. I'm not there, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's a, a good comment from Thomas. Uh, right. Evan, Evan does seem to be pretty well grounded, and I mean, one of the I agree. one of the, one of the things I do not like on the FAQ and I do shit can all the time are threads about the children of KISS uh, members because I, I don't think that has anything to do with KISS discussion. But now Evan's kind of opening for KISS. Uh, I'm going to have to rethink some of that um, before hitting the delete button on those conversations. So you, you get there. You didn't do the VIP or anything. No, we didn't do the VIP. We didn't do soundcheck. You know, it was expensive enough know, to begin with. It, it, one, one, it, one, it was expensive <laughs> enough. Um, and I had just bought Guns N' Roses tickets, I think, like a week prior to that. So I had a pretty expensive week with, with or a pretty expensive couple of weeks with, with concert tickets in there, too, that when I bought those. And I know I could have went and done, I know a, a friend of mine, Carrie, he went and did a, he bought a back, he bought a, um, a sound check this just the other day. He said, you know what? Shoot, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. It's the last time. Um, but you know, let's, I, I didn't, part of me is just like, you know what? I've done that. I've, I've done the meet and greet, you know, I've, I've met him backstage. I've done the meet and greet and, it, and it's fun. It's great. I mean, I don't need to do that every time, you know, let's just go to a concert together. Yeah. 
type thing. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily need bells and whistles every time I go. And, and some people do that and, and, and more power to them. And, and that's great. But I, I, I didn't need it. I didn't really, it was the last time I was going to see Kiss. I didn't need that extra element. The elements were already and, there for me. And not only that, but how much was like parking and beer? And it must have been like a thousand dollars for the half of this stuff. I, right? I, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how much beers were. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 but, but yes, yes, I'm drinking water today on the show. Um, but, <laughs> oh, um, so so am I. <laughs> yeah, so, mountain much. spring water. But park, uh, park. We got down there pretty early, and we parked at um, at Union Station, which was right next door to the venue. Um, and you you punch the thing, you know, and you got your ticket, and we pulled in, and we got down there early enough that you know we we missed that because then when we went to the car to leave. They were just siphoning people out of there as quickly as we could, so we didn't pay to park. It was actually pretty sweet. Oh, that's good. Awesome. Yeah. So, Holy a few shit. Bucks there. Twenty dollars a can. That's insane. It wasn't that expensive okay. last night. It wasn't that expensive. It was. It was expensive enough. So, um, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to ask you to compare 2019 with 2023 musically. And your perception of how the band sounded, and then we'll get into a few more well, granular things. Well, that and was it the same stage, or was it the, from when you first saw them? Was it the full stage with all it, the pods? It's, well, it's a little revamped with like what's around the drums now is a little revamped, but it is basically the same stage. I saw them in Memphis in February February of. 19 right after the tour started so that's and that was the, the full you know yeah. yeah all the pods the whole shooting match type deal and it was a great show and then i saw them here in st louis in september of 19 and that was a an outdoor shed um and it was scaled down because it was at mm-hmm. a, it was at a shed we, yeah. we've all seen the youtube videos of them mm-hmm. when they when they played those sheds and across the country um but last night, you know, it, it was the it, it felt bigger. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like that Memphis show that I saw when I when I first saw him on this tour. It felt bigger and more and more grand. Um, and there's some people today on social media um, from around town. They're like, "Like that was the best kiss show I've ever saw. It was the best kiss show I've ever saw. I was, ever saw was last night. It was the best kiss show. It was so big and so over the top. The production was just off the charts. And and they're right. But then I also started thinking, well. A lot of people don't travel to go see Kiss like 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 I do or or multiple yeah. people do. And the last time they had played that arena was 1997 on the Lost Cities leg of the reunion tour. So every time they've come back since then, 2000, 2003, 2004, 2012, 14, have all been at the outdoor amphitheater, the outdoor shed, if you will. So, so yeah, that the, it's going to be better because they're they're they are better in an arena than they are at one of those sheds. Um, and it, but it, but to echo what they're saying, it, it was great. It it was over the top. Mm-hmm. The the pyro, the colors, the lights, the lasers. I mean, it was everything and more you would want a Kiss show to be. Yeah, there's nothing as, like as far as the show goes. being in the thick of it when you're there. You know, being in the thick of it happening. 
that and you can really you know that's the whole experience is being there with all the crowd around you and then everything going off and the mm-hmm. music you know just the whole the whole thing is always an experience yeah uh, you know even yesterday morning um todd texted me and he goes hey or or maybe it was tuesday i don't know he goes hey my company's box is available mm. we could sit there if you want and i was like no i i'd rather be on the floor like you said ken like surrounded by the people you know just fans yeah yeah just like one just like you know just one of the masses down there so i, I said no it's maybe maybe for something else but not for this mm-hmm. you know i was i was watching nashville today and the the camera was pretty central um on the floor um probably within 20 30 rows so pretty good one of the things that struck me compared with 2019 and 2020 the last time i saw them was that there seems to be less pyro going on during the mm. show less concussion concussive um stuff happening that it seems that the lighting is just as extravagant as I, I saw in 2019, because obviously I was at Vancouver for the very first one. There's no Whistler rocket anymore. Uh, that's no, long yeah. gone. Um, but, you know, just watching them come down at the beginning of the show, descending the pods for the beginning of Detroit Rock City, there seems to be like less jets shooting up, mm. less, the whole background used to be fire. Um, mm. Fire, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it, it just seems a little bit less. What is your perception of that? And is that just me? I thought there was plenty of pyro, personally. I, di- I didn't, I didn't feel like there was less and maybe, you know, maybe there were, maybe there was. And if I go back and, and watch it, like, like you said, maybe I'll think, Oh, well, you know, maybe there's usually there's more of this going on on the other sides of the stage and things like that at, in certain moments. Um, I didn't think there was less necessarily. Um, and maybe, maybe it's just because I didn't miss it because you were there. You know, I'm yeah, I'm there. To, I'm there to watch the band, you know, and I'm, 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 I'm watching Paul, I'm watching Gene, I'm watching Tommy and, you know, I'm I'm there for for the music one last time. How was the music? Now, so okay. so you you already said this is one of the best shows <laughs> I've seen, mm-hmm. and that really is one of the operative phrases that we as Kiss fans are often guilty of. We say that we have seen rather than heard. Mm-hmm. It was visually exciting, one hundred percent. I mean, it it was extremely visually exciting with with everything going on with the lights and, and the pyro and the lasers and everything i yeah. thought they sounded good i really did i didn't i didn't cringe with paul like i have in the past at certain points and and i get it we can you know, people say well it's because it's it's not real it's piped in blah blah blah, blah. but it's enhanced it's refined <laughs> sure that's fine too yeah but I didn't, I didn't cringe and I didn't have like, I, I didn't have, we, Todd and I didn't have these moments where we looked at each other and go, Ooh, that sounds, that sounds rough there, you know? Um, but the band itself, the music was really, they were really, really tight. So there's um, a question from Andrew for you uh, next up before Mark gets in. Um, 
they were less mobile, less impressive. Not as they were not as mobile. Andrew's one hundred percent right. Like they they kind of came down with the band and and but they didn't move around, you know, like that like they did in in nineteen for at different parts in the show where they they would take different angles and things like that. They kind of went back up and became part of the light show up front. Kind of reminded you of Vegas almost, Julian, where that top of that where the top of that stage was was part of the light show as well. It reminded me of that more than anything. I thought I thought about Vegas several times during the show, how those mm-hmm. pods were just part of the light show. And they didn't move around and conform to different configurations or, you know, because the pods were kind of like what the spider was almost would kind of move around a little bit and, you know. <laughs> well, why would they Why would they have a lot of things moving around fast when they're not moving around a lot That's fast true. now as well? It would, draw, <laughs> yeah. it, it, right. it, it would be a, a, a conflict visually. Mark, you were, you had a question or something? Well, I was just going to say a thing about the you saying that there doesn't seem to be an, as much pyro and stuff like that. Um, I think one of the reasons why that could be is because of something that I also heard about with another person, uh, John Anderson from Yes. He, when he did his, what's that? Supply chain issues? No, no, not supply chain. Is that the, the, it was starting to become irritating to his actual throat and as like health wise a lot of these people are, are banning these things now like when that when one, one guy i know played with these guys before and they said that they they didn't want any smoke on stage nothing because they said that as they're getting older now they're having a hard time breathing on the stage with all this shit going on there these guys are not 30 years old anymore you know these guys are like 70 years old and you're gonna start you know blowing off bombs and all this shit on there it's gonna get them and peter chris complained about it back in 2003 all that stuff. He goes, oh, when he put me up on the riser and I went up and all that shit was up in the air. He said that he, he said he had trouble breathing. So come on, I he can was only getting imagine. suffocated in 1974. Yeah, okay, but that's different. He's also <laughs> yeah. young, right? Who cares then? You know, and that he's now like 90 years old. You know, he's not going to do it now. You know, 90. Oh, hyperbole. You, you know <laughs> what I mean? All right, so we've got a question uh, from our audience, and thanks again, uh, Rome Loves Down, for joining, and everyone else who's. Uh, um, come to watch us live. It's appreciated. Chris Witt asks, uh, so what did you think of the Paul and Tommy duo solo? I wanted to get into different? that. I wanted to get into that um, and talk. I was going to talk about the set list and talk about that a little bit. Okay. Um, do, you, do you want to reset to earlier in the set and kind of go sequentially? Yeah, I, I kind of, and because and I, I do want to get into to the guitar uh, solo thing. Um, Jesus. Mark. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. So, <laughs> Obviously, they come out to Detroit Rock City, coming down the pods, places going nuts, straight in the shouted out loud, straight in the deuce. The place is rocking. You know what I mean? I mean, they are firing at all cylinders. The crowd is so into it um, with those first three songs. And then go in the war machine. <laughs> Heaven's on fire. I love it loud. I mean, we're playing the hits, right? I mean, we're playing the hits that people know. And people love, and no, no one's looking at each other. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know this one. Like everybody knows the songs that they're playing, one hundred percent. And then after I love it loud, they go into say yeah, and it sucked the life out of that place. Piss break. That that crowd died when they went in the say yeah. I'm sorry, but it did. And my brother looked at me and he goes, "Why are they playing this?" And I said, it's a classic. I don't know. Paul Stanley says it's a classic. Right. And they're getting ready ready to insert. He's like, it's real simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks at me and he's like, 
and he, like he doesn't he he loves the band, but he's not he's not like getting up every morning and looking at the set list type fan. You know what I mean? Mm. He looks at me and he's like, "Really? Why why are they playing this? Like I don't know." And it it's really they really lost their momentum. I thought when they went into that, but then they got it back with with cold gin, and then you go into the guitar solo and you kind of lose it again. And you know, I so I didn't, I did not take a piss break and say yeah I took a, a piss break during the guitar solo, and I go I, I go into the men's room, and a couple guys go Tommy Thayer guitar solo time for a piss break. <laughs> so, not that it gets Tommy, but I just thought it was kind of funny. Um. So after so you know then so then the guitar solo and then they come back with lick it up and. Calling Doctor Love. Calling Doctor Love got a got a much bigger response. I really enjoy up. that these days. Calling Doctor Love got a, a great huge response. Um, they play it on the radio here. It's good. Um, it got it got a better response, I thought, than Look It Up did even, which you know might be surprising to some. Yeah. And then no. Making Love, which I really enjoyed. <laughs> I, I I haven't heard him play that in in quite a while, and it was fun. It's a short song. It was fun. And then we go into this Tommy and Paul dueling guitars thing, dueling band like five for like five minutes, and like we could be playing another song right now. What are we doing? It's not even that functional. It doesn't have any real form or purpose. It is just like literally, it's filling time. they're noodling. It's filling time. It's just wanking, and it's such a time waste. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's better it's, than a speech. Is it used though to like maybe let Gene go and sit down on a chair for five minutes or something, or what is it for? Like, then let Tommy and Eric do something. Like, Gene's stirring yeah, his like, blood cup, making putting an egg and all that kind of stuff. He's, in the he's, maybe cooking may, a snack. Maybe he's, Mark. Maybe Mark. Cooking. But then they play Psycho Circus and go into the drum solo. So a break is right around the corner. Yeah. At that point. So it's odd, eh? So it's it's really strange. I, I thought. Good, I thought. Weird. What are we doing? Like we could be playing. You know, making love was a quick little song. You could be playing another quick little, yeah, three and a half minute song. Yeah, Strutter. You could play Strutter. You could play "Come On and Love Me." You could play something like that that a lot of people are going to know. So I thought that was a waste of time. Rock bottom. And Chris agrees with me. So (laughs) say he go. (laughs) Stop the winking. They don't. They don't listen anyway. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then, I'm just going to go through it here. And then, Psycho Circus, which again, which some people knew, some people were like, could take it or leave it. Um, my brother was was one of the, uh, in the leave it category. It's like, why, why? I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You know, just play play the old shit. I, I don't need <laughs> Psycho Circus. And, there, and there's a lot of people in that camp that just want to hear the old shit. So I get it. And I, I, I've i seen the clips online, but I haven't been there to see the Psycho Circus into the drum solo and then come out into the end of 100,000 years. And that felt sandwiched in there. Ladies room, fantastic. Yeah, completely ignored. That would be awesome. Completely ignored. But the hundred thousand years ending just felt sandwiched in there. It felt really odd, honestly. It's like blasphemous. 
it's like oh it's like well, why don't we just do the end of the the she guitar solo just cram that in somewhere too yeah. just just for the hell of doing it it's kind of what it felt like uh, or ending a black diamond somewhere well that's that's really what it, it seems to be that they wanted to shorten things a little bit but they wanted to keep those elements they didn't want mm-hmm. paul to have to go through the full preacher thing which really does stretch on a bit long just like the lick it up um won't get fooled again section used to just stretch on i mean mm-hmm. I, i'd be like sitting there i just start standing like nodding deliberately being an ass in the audience mm-hmm. because it, it just was really painful um but psycho circus play the whole fucking song right you know that whole transitional thing you know if you want to do an abbreviated version of a th- hundred thousand years then just do it straight um but uh, again, we're bitching about things that aren't going to change. It ain't going to change. So you no. take it for what it is. And you just know that that's the last time you'll ever have to fucking hear Kiss play Psycho Circus Live or say Yeah Live. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then the bass solo, which was you know, the bass solo in God of Thunder, which is always fun. My brother made mention, goes, seems like that platform goes up a little bit slower than it used to. <laughs> But how was Gene? Because everyone has kind of raised concerns over him. Resting Mm -hmm. in Cleveland. um, You know, age really seems... He seems to have hit that personal wall for where the age kicks in. How did he appear to be? Was he fully invested in the show from your perspective? Or was there any sense of struggle? It felt like he was fully invested in the show. I, I didn't... I didn't look at it and and feel like, oh geez, is he gonna make it through the set type thing? Is he struggling? Mm-hmm. Is he just going through the motions type deal? I didn't. I never felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, does he move around like he did in 1997? No. Um, does Paul sound like he did in 1997? No. no. Do we? <laughs> right. No. No. Exactly. So I I never felt like. Oh geez, Gene's just really over there going through the motions, like looking at his watch almost. I never I never felt like that. I mean he it, it, it felt like he was like he was bought in the whole time and that he was fully in, invested in, in being there and putting on a good show. Um and you know, and, and God of Thunder's fun. It, it it was fun, it was good, and you know, it, the enhancements still do the same thing with the pods, you know, that with um with God of Thunder, which is a really cool element to the show. Um, and then, you know, love gone and, and I was made for love and youth, Paul flying out. He, he flew like, like literally right over us. So that was, did he know. make you work hard to get him to come out there to see you? Yes. Yes. Um, we had to try three <laughs> times. Did, did he do, did he divide you into halves? Oh, you know, we, we did this and we divided in half, you know, oh, all the Paul Stanley elements were, were present last night. Yeah, getting, we did, isn't that getting we, old? We did have to try three times to, to um, persuade him to come out. And, you know, luckily enough, we were loud enough on the third time that he said, okay, I will come out there. I'm like, oh, good. Because I would have been embarrassed. He wasn't going to come out. (laughs) He wasn't going to come out if he wanted an invited guest, is what he told (laughs) me. Holy shit. That looks good, Mark. Yeah, it does. All right, Lottie, continue. Sorry. Extra pods make a difference. I I really do think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, You know, and then... Black Diamond, the end of the set, which is which is great, um, absolutely 
I absolutely love it. It's a perfect song in the set. And coming back with with Beth, which is fine. I get it. There's you know the, there's the purists out there that don't like it, but it's it's a kiss. And I think you have to play Beth on the the last few shows. It's, it's such such an important part to him. And then Do You Love Me with the Balloons is fun. Um, people say it doesn't sound like it should. No, Do You Love Me doing the encore. It should, they should do more of a better song during the encore. I think Do You Love Me in the encore is fine. I, I don't have a problem with it. Hold, hold up a second. Mark showing a little bit of... Little Eric and Beth. Of Eric and Beth. Beth. And this is St. Louis, by the way. I, I, mm. am, I am Team Green. I hate people doing Beth other than Peter. But you know what? As a tribute to the importance of Beth. Look at that. With the Liberace piano. And I'm sorry, I don't take that as an insult. And again, I I would never even presume to try and speak for Peter because it's his song. Um, But that really is a tribute to a song that saved Kiss. And that Mm -hmm. is a reminder every single fucking show that while Peter Chris is not a part of the End of the Road tour, his song sure as fuck is. And that can never, ever be taken away from him or written out of history. Thank you. This was a message from Team 100%. Green. <laughs> and Do You Love Me's fun. And then, obviously, Rock and Roll Night. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like, they brought back those cherry pickers they were using. Yeah. Early on. They got from Molly Crew or whoever. Yeah. So, those were back, which is different. Where where were they over you? You you were on the floor. Did they reach out over you, or Gene was pretty close? So let me see if I can find it here. I think I got a good one of Gene. They kind of start on the side, right, and then then kind yeah, of back they, over they, the they, middle. They, you know, yeah, LA. I kind was swing. fourteenth row, and they were way over me. So yeah, yeah. Um, it really Sacramento. Is, I remember is over me. I, I don't care if they stole those from Molly Crew. They're really cool effects, and it, it yeah, really it was does. no. I don't care. I'm just saying. No, it makes the people who are not on the floor and not up close feel the band is coming out to them. All of the band. It's it's a very nice um, touch production wise. Yeah, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you can see that. I can't. I don't know if you can see that or not, but it was. No, that's great. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's really cool. Was, I mean, it was pretty. You guys, you guys had a good position for the show. Yeah, so. we were we were pretty center, you know. So you know, those coming they go out and around. So I mean, it was cool for the people. I think that are on the sides and like, oh, here, like here's Gene, like right in front of me, all of a sudden type thing. Um, like so they were when they were coming back down, they kind of went like in front of us like that. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, but it, it was it was great. <laughs> you know, it really was. Am I going to have, you know, I, 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 you know, we all have our little tweaks that we would make, you know, to make it better. Like I, I dished that Tommy and Eric, I mean, Tommy and, and Paul, a little guitar duel. And, you know, we maybe we'd swap out a song or two because we're Kiss fans. We're going to, we're going to nitpick a little bit here and there, but um, it was overall, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. Not absolutely once. fantastic. One of the shows they did stop and do the pledge. Was there any? Did that happen at the show, or is that something that Paul's no longer doing? No, I mean they were running a little late. They didn't end until eleven oh five, which you know I think they're supposed to be done at eleven. So they ran just a hair over. So they might have maybe maybe they cut maybe they decided not to do that or cut that out or 
maybe maybe they've decided maybe that I know they've done it once. Maybe decided, hey, maybe that's not well the, the best night. Year, years ago, it made sense know. for the Freedom to Rock tour and one where right. the the veterans are heavily involved in it, and they were giving donations to the wounded warriors um, mm-hmm. every single show. Then it made sense because um, you know there's also stuff going on in the world that kind of also added to the importance of that. Um, High point. So I went into Stewie mode there. Hi. Um, you know, what was a high? What What if you walk away from that show and, and and someone asks you down the road, what is your standing memory of the final Kiss show? What do you think would be the first image that pops into your head? Um, probably it has to be the confetti at the end. And the pyro and Paul Stanley smashing his guitar for the last time at the end was was maybe the, the, that you know and, and probably them coming down the cur- the curtain drop seeing the curtain drop and them coming down for the last time too um, the very beginning and the very end I, I guess were the high points for me maybe that's you know kind of cheesy but um, but they cheesy. were you know seeing yeah. seeing seeing the very the very be- them coming down there's nothing like that them coming down from from the top and there's nothing like you know Paul Stanley smashing his guitar and not throwing it to the crowd and saving it for the guy that paid ten thousand dollars for it. Really? <laughs> I'm, I'm not too sure about the lighten up kids. I mean, we're just talking about someone going to a show and talking about the the positives and the minuses. Fans, I am lighting up. I'm yeah. I'm, for ha- I, I'm, I'm, he enjoyed the heck out of it. For you however many my- years anyone's been a fan, I mean, you can still talk. I, there, about there's the plenty of shows that like. I'm bitching. So. <laughs> yeah, well, like Guns and Roses. That was a great show, huh? That didn't even fucking happen. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, so, so kiss, kiss did happen, and and again, I mean, it it's. I can't remember what the next question I was going to ask was, um, because I'm looking at these shows, and one thing I did notice actually, and I wonder if you did, was that the curtain at the beginning now seems to show silhouettes of the band members. Um, when the lights start at the beginning of the show, I don't know if you notice that. I did not. It, no, it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, pictures of the curtain. That's, I did not notice that. No. Is this really it for you? It doesn't give you the urge to book for Madison Square Garden. No, this this really is it for me. It doesn't. As much as I enjoyed it last night, I'm you know I'm coming on here. I mean, I know we've had our tweaks, but I'm coming on here singing the praises of, of that show last night. It was absolutely fantastic, but it does not give me the urges for Madison Square Garden. And that's based on, I've talked about it on the show before, that's based on the fact that I got to see him with my brother. My brother's not going to go to Madison Square Garden with me. Um, and the fact that July 2nd, 1996, I saw him for the first time in that building. And for the last time I saw him in that building with the same guy. I was not on the floor that night. We pointed up at section 303 where we sat in 1996. Where I <laughs> we were 16 years old and we sat way up there. Nosebleeds. And yeah. yeah, but those sh- the way those shows sold out in 96, um, we were just happy to be there. You yeah, we're I mean? lucky to have seats. Yeah, we were lucky to be there. Yeah, I mean, I'll never, and we talked about that last night, walking out of there that night, that day when we bought tickets. Um, at the department store 
this week about this where you bought tickets in 1986 and walking out and there's all these people still lined up and we're like we're in section 303 these people are not getting tickets um but no the, the long answer to your question julian is no i as much as i enjoyed it it just felt so final last night i don't think i know madison square garden is gonna be very very um important to a lot of people to be there but i don't think i need to but I would buy a pay-per-view. It's crazy as that sounds. If put it on pay-per-view, I'd buy it. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, I wish they would do that in some sense. Um, Joe, thanks for uh, the clarification. You know, what's right for everyone doesn't really matter. We don't think about what other people think. We go exactly. to the shows. Lonnie's done his. I've got my show next week, Hollywood Bowl. Um, obviously, I am doing Madison Square Garden as well. But again, I've watched, you know, the Cleveland show has been up. I watched Nashville um, today. I'm actually enjoying watching them. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'm looking at the stage. Uh, and I, I got to say, you know, that back line, I'm not a fan of. You know, what were your thoughts on that, getting to see it in concert? Because it seemed like Eric is a little bit lower. Um than he was. And again, I'm not sure that may just be the perspectives of the photos and videos that I've seen, but what, what did you feel about the overall staging? You know, there were the inflatables, I guess, are getting used up on the sides. You, mm-hmm. you do have the side uh, screens uh, and then the humongous ass background screen. I mean, what, what was your take on all that? You know, I like that. I like the, the, the inflatables on, on each side, you know, they, they weren't present until, the band came on and then all of a sudden the band's on and there they are. And the kiss army lo- banners behind them, like was all part of, of the curtain drop with all, with all those things happening. And I thought that was a really cool um, effect. Like my, like midway through Detroit rock city, my brother hits me and goes, Check out that. you know, like, yeah, that, that's, you know, that's pretty cool. Um, Eric said, the new stage is different. And I appreciate the fact that it's a little different. Um, that it's not the same thing we've been rolling out there for four years now during the end of the road tour. I know we took the year or so off for, for COVID again, but I, I appreciate the fact that it is a little bit different that we did tweak it, you know, some, um, I, but I think I'm with Julian where I like the old setup, um, with the drums a little bit better though. Yeah. It may just be a matter of complexity and whatnot. I mean, can, Way mentions the Hollywood Bowl next Friday for his 63rd show. I mean, that's amazing. What does this bring your count to? Do you know? If, uh, I think that Hollywood Bowl will make my 25th. Uh, what was this show wise for you? This was 27. Damn. So 27, I, I've yeah. seen him a bunch, you know? I've seen him in St. Louis, obviously, and I've gone to Milwaukee, Chicago. <clears throat> Detroit, Sarnia, Canada, Windsor, Canada, Indianapolis, Memphis, you know, two shows in Vegas and, and even a cruise. So, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen them a bunch in a bunch of different places. So they, cool. they're a big, it, it's, 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 it's such a big part of, of who I am and the person I, and the person I am is not only the band, but, but seeing the show is such a big part of who I am, you know, that, that for a long time, like, you know, like, Oh, we'll, we'll kiss this tour in the summer. And, you know, and, and, and you can't wait, even not only when you're in, not only when I'm in high school, but 
but as a young man and even as an adult, you know, you, you, you can't wait to go see them um, when a tour is announced or, or just sitting around in the winter thinking maybe, maybe they'll tour this year, you know, and then, and then they do and they get announced of a tour and you're, you're psyched up for it and you're, you know, almost like a little kid counting the days to it, like, like a kid counting to Christmas. And um, it's, it's sad in the way that I'm not going to have that ever again after after yesterday so no and have you have you noticed how there is nothing announced for 2024 in any which way right now there is no future i mean does that make you feel empty and that goes for everyone who's watching and um i'll start with ken on that there is nothing after the end of the road so far and who knows what's possible or what yeah, is earlier and i think earlier on the show earlier this year i was thinking that yeah they're going to be back next year and um but as time has gone on and then with the comments of uh paul and gene and then gene telling he told somebody uh, another artist i can't remember um but said that this is it this this is it's over you know, um, so it sounds like it's over and and just it just seems like this this is it. And then you have the negotiations of their brand or, or whatever. Um, alleged. Yeah, yeah, alleged. Obviously it's alleged. Um, um all that combined just the last couple of months, I, I just thinking, you know, I think this is really it. Um, they'd have to be paid a ton of money to even come back out. I think, I mean, a lot of money. Um, I, I think this is and, it. And and, and the age is long. Yeah, the age is. A, it, I think age is part of the you know part of being an issue. Sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Lonnie, uh, file this for to answer as well uh, on which one of the band members you think is most capable of continuing active music business after seeing them in concert. Mark, how does that make you feel? No future. Um, this is going to, like I said before, you know, I, I've been very popular with the gallery of late, so I'm sure this answer will be very popular with the gallery as well. Uh, oh, God. I, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because, I mean, look, I love Kiss. I've seen them a bunch of times too. I think I've, I think I got up to about 14 times I saw them or so. Uh, not as much as Lonnie, obviously, or other people on there, but I've seen them my fair share. Uh, but under, I, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but for me, there's been a lot of stuff happening in the background in the music business in general now that I'm getting excited about. Besides Kiss, you know what I mean? Like they just announced that Mike Portnoy is back with Dream Theater, and they're making a new record, and they're going to be doing a gigantic tour. That to me was like I, I, my jaw almost hit the floor yesterday when I heard that because you got to understand for me, Dream Theater was a band that I was like hugely into since '92. They were like numero uno on my list for a long time. So when I heard that was happening, you know, and then now you know there's there's other things in the works that are going to be happening. You know, yes, it's going to be maybe coming to Canada and stuff. Like that. So if none of those things were happening, then yeah, maybe I'd be a little bit upset that you know. Nothing else is going to be happening with Kiss, but you know, with Kiss, it's one of those situations where you, you you never say never. You know, something something will pop up, whether it's not you know may not be live performances, but there's always something with Kiss happening somewhere. These guys love money too much to just let it completely die in the water. I think. 
Yeah. Rolling Stones have had new music out, and the Beatles mm-hmm. have a new song dropping next week. Who would have fucking thought in 2023? Yeah. New Beatles and new Rolling Stones, Stones uh, yeah. music. They're reissuing, reissuing those red and red and blue albums too. Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's kind of strange that there 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 literally is there there is nothing. It's an abyss after December second. There there is nothing. Um, not, not even, not even it is, it's not, there's, there's not, I, I hope that, that there's something for the fans. And I'm going to echo what, what Adam NC just said here a minute ago. He said that, that he feels sad that he's just glad that we have the great community of fans to keep, to keep the band music alive. We met so many people online or in person because of this band. I, I 1000% agree with you. I mean, um, the, the four of us and Daniel have a, have a group chat that goes on daily. We talk to each other basically every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's other people I've met along the way that I consider just, just great, great friends that I've met either at a kiss show or at a kiss event or met online and then met in person all because of this band. Um, so that being said, I hope that there is something. I hope that, <laughs> I hope that, I hope there's there's expos or something that that can give Kiss fans an excuse to still meet up. You know, I, I hope that 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 Keith and and them put on a you know an Indianapolis expo again, maybe not this year, but maybe down the road. And um, you know, it it would give some some Kiss fans a a chance to meet up again and and just remember why we're, you know we're fans of the band. Mm-hmm. And that's a perfect way to kind of end it tonight. You know, that there will. Life finds a way to continue, <laughs> even after the end. I think the fans and just the fan communities that I've been blessed to be a part of for what is basically the internet era. Um, I know a lot of people had that back in the expo era, which is kind of like prehistory uh, for for many people because it started in the 80s um, and the fanzine era into you know the reunion era and then the internet era obviously so you know it really is the people part I, you know when i go down to the hollywood ball i hope i have the opportunity to to see some people um if only briefly to say hi and then to again be enveloped by the sonic waves of kiss it won't be the last time for me well hopefully it won't be the last time for me you never know day to day for all of us um <laughs> But after the 3rd of December, it is over. And that was going to be another part of the topic today. You know, what does come next with Expos? What is possible? But we're going to have to save that because I got to get back to work. Um, So (laughs) I want to thank everyone who chimed in with their comments during Lonnie's recap. Lonnie, thank you for the recap. That was, you know, thank you guys. We've done so many end of the road episodes at this point. It's kind of funny that we could still, you know, talk nearly an hour about a show, which isn't that much different than the other 19 (laughs) that we've seen during the end of the road uh, between us all. Um, But again, it speaks volumes to the passion for this band, which will only slowly dim as we get older and once they're off the road. And that's a fun thing to remember that the bands that we are, we love and adore are never further than just pressing play on a video, an album, drop the needle, whatever 
they are always with you. They are always in their prime when you do that for an album or a live recording that you enjoy. So even though it's the end, it never truly is. All right. That's it. Two episodes dropping tomorrow, hopefully. So uh, thank you again for taking the time to join us. So from Lonnie, from Mark, from Ken and Bob Ezrin, thanks for joining us. (laughs) We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.